And welcome to Desk Cowbell. It's Cowbell Night. <laughs> I know, it's Cowbell Night. Uh, okay, here it, we are back at the desk of Lady Ada. It's a lovely, crisp fall evening. Get your pumpkin spice soldering stations out. And let's see what's going on at my desk, and we'll do the great search. But first, we have a special offer. Yeah, Isn't that right? I'm, I am. We're, we're always updating our computer systems and making things better and easier for everybody. So we're going to test out a, our new discount code system. You, you shouldn't notice anything. But to test it out, I'm going to give you 12% off. And the code is COWBELL. So I'm going to put this code in Just the Just while this video is live. Oh, yeah. The second this is over, i got to turn that off. So if you want to save 12% off, which is way more than 10% off, um, this is just for the show time only. And I'm calling it Desk of COWBELL. So... Uh, Somebody wants to try it out. Yeah. Go and, for it. And the way, you know, you can't put gift certificates in the shopping cart, feel free to try. Not software, not gift certificates. Yeah. But to try try to check out, maybe. Yeah. Maybe so we're testing this out, and, um, you know, anytime we test stuff out, we like to give you all treats. So the code is COWBELL, only for this live video only. So when yeah. you see it in the future and it's recorded, this isn't live. This isn't live. Yeah. Okay. Well, right. let's, um, let's, let's okay, so this, this week uh, we finally got to fabricating our prototype COWBELL. Um, this poor board was sitting on my desk for quite a while, but we had so many chips come back into stock and so many revisions that I had to do that like some of the new products got a little bit uh, pushed aside. Um, but we did fab the um, uh, prototype cowbells. So it's the first cowbell. Um, and it's good timing because we just got um, CircuitPython 8.00 Beta 2 out last week on Friday, and that has added... Uh, Wi-Fi support. So let's go to the computer. I'll just show um, folks about that because I think it's worth letting people know. Um, so uh, Pi Pico W. Um, so and also we're putting. Oh, we have the we have the non W in and the version with the headers. Um, the Pico W as well. We got a bunch in. We're going to be putting more in stock. Um, I'm not allowed to put stuff in stock because I'm in the engineer, but um, Monday morning I think we'll be putting in some more. Um, <coughs> the Pico W has the RP2040 um, Pico shape and it adds the Broadcom Wi-Fi Bluetooth, uh, Bluetooth Classic, Bluetooth LE um, module onto the end. And uh, this was released with MicroPython support. And so um, we had to port that code from MicroPython to CircuitPython. We were really busy with our big expressive push, and so uh, that got delayed a little bit. But as of uh, now, if you go to um, the download section, sorry, on what's not going on. If you go to oops, circuitpython.org/downloads, um, and you look for Pico W, um, you will be able to get eight zero zero beta two. And that now adds Wi-Fi and SSL and um, UDP and TCP. So like pretty much everything that you would want to use the Pico W with CircuitPython. And of course you get all the, the drivers and CircuitPython stuff that you love uh, with RP2040 support, the, the cool PIO compiler that Scott came up with. Um, Wi-Fi workflow is not quite ready yet. We're gonna uh, work on that shortly when Scott's back uh, from leave, he's coming back in about a month, and then um, we'll add Wi-Fi workflow. But since this has native USB, it's you know it's easy to install the UF2, 
and then uh, get started with Wi-Fi. And another change that we've added is instead of a secret stop py file, we're going with a .env file, which is C Python compatible. Um, you can still use circuits. Uh, you can use, still use secrets.py, but it's just uh, we're, we're trying to normalize more to what C Python uses for configuration. Um, Liz wrote a really, really great quick start the Pico W Wi-Fi with Circuit Python guide that also came out last week. Check that out. I actually just went through it and I was able to get my Pico W up and running in like less than five minutes. I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll show that off to demo the cowbell. And um, it works great. And uh, the Wi-Fi is super solid. And um, I've got a, a demo, which I'll show uh, shortly, which is, um, yeah. Oops. Let me save this. So it's nice. Um, a demo showing the uh, uh, humidity and temperature connected to a uh, Raspberry Pi Pico. But so, uh, you know, you've got the Pico W and the Pico, and these are these are great. Let's go to the overhead. And I'll, um, okay, show thanks for everyone for testing. Uh, two things needed to be updated. They are now updated, so the system is working. Thanks oh, for yay. testing. So this is 12% off all the way until this show's over. Thank you very much for testing. Yeah. Um, it's really it's really helpful. We, we've been doing oh, a lot yeah. of work on improving our When system. do I get to show the, the cowbell graphics and videos and all that? Oh, uh, just in like one minute. Okay, how about how, how about I ring the bell, and that way you'll know. Every time you ring the bell, I'll play a video or I'll show a graphic. Okay, so you've got the... Um, Pico and the Pico W, you can tell because that's the tin. Um, and to make development uh, easy, um, one of the things that I really like is adding a reset button because this doesn't have a reset button, this has a bootloader button. But the reset button is handy for entering bootloader mode. Uh, it's also it's handy if you want to just, of course, reset your board. And my favorite connector, the Stemma QT. And so uh, if I lift this up, you will see underneath the prototype cowbell, which means I can now ring the bell. I could have used a little more cowbell. Okay. Thank you. Um, so this is the board without headers on it. Uh, it's got the really nice uh, text silk screen that uh, Phil B wrote with Penguin, so I was able to make like a nice font. Uh, it's got lots of ground, all the white marked pads are grounds. And then there's a little prototyping area. Every pin is duplicated, so you can, like, you know, it's not a lot of prototyping area, but, like, you know, if you want to connect up, like, a transistor or maybe, um, you know, a really small chip, like an 8-dip or um, a little breakout board or connector, you know, there's a little bit of resistor divider, stuff like that. Um, you can solder to the bottom. And then uh, I have a little bit of space. So up here is the Stomach UT port. And those are wired to GPIO 4 and 5 for data and clock, or five and four, I don't, whichever order is the right one. That's a default order for the wire object in Phil Hauer's Raspberry Pi um, RP2040 core. And uh, there's also a reset button down here and it's right angle so that even when it's, um, you've got the Pico W on top, it'll work. So what I did is I soldered this one with stacking headers so in the shop, we have like just, you know, little header kits. We have like, you know, socket headers and we have uh, skinny socket headers and we've got, um, you know, these stacking headers as you've seen here. You solder it in and then you can um, pop the Pico W on top. You still have access to the pads on the bottom. Um, there's also space in between uh, if you want. And then of course you can get to this reset button. 
and uh, you can um, also plug in sensors. So the demo I have is, and like this Pico W is like, why do you keep resetting me? Um, so I have it plugged in uh, with the Stemma Q2 sensor. This is an HT20 temperature humidity sensor. And then um, if you go to the computer, Oh, can you uh, pop yeah. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. It's fine. Um, you know, I, I went through uh, Liz's demo, uh, Pico W with Adafruit IL. Um, I set it all up. I downloaded the code. I uh, loaded it into um, the board. And then the only change I had to make is, you know, we'll document this. The bus, the I2C bus, because again, they're almost all, any set of pins can be I2C. You have to like decide which pins. Um, these are Telet, GP5, and GP4. Those are the I2T pins that let you use the Stemma connector. And then um, over here, we've got the uh, temperature and humidity coming in. And if I breathe on this, um, it'll take 20 seconds. So give me, give me a moment here. Yeah, so you see the humidity just popped up because I was my, my breath is humid because I'm alive, uh, not a robot. So this is the first cowbell little accessory for the Raspberry Pi Pico. You know, I've I've made hats and bonnets for Raspberry Pi. We've got shields for Arduino. We've got feather wings for feathers. Um, I don't remember what the name of the beagle bone the capes. So anyways, cowbells for Raspberry Pi cow add-ons. I gotta have more cowbells. Yeah, and then, you know, you all see some of these graphics that we're using for yeah. lots of the- Yeah, why don't you show, uh, show some of them off? Yeah, I got this, and uh, you know, that one was there. Probably in the show with that, and then, uh, yeah. I got a fever, and the only prescription so is more cowbells. This okay. will be the shop this week, which will be very exciting. Okay, and let me show another two quick things, and then we'll we'll uh, get over. So I also did, um, you know, a few Stemma QT things. I think I showed off the PCBs, but I actually got the prototypes. Oh, hold on. Okay, so this is the SI5351 clock generator uh we've we've had this as a big breakout but i wanted to stomach utify it um so that i put together a prototype for this uh with uh it still has three outputs but only one of them is kind of like set up for um having as a sma output so if you want to like plug into a radio a lot of people only need one clock output anyways um and then uh i you know there's somebody in the forum who wanted a high power IR emitter and it's like kind of a pain to wire up infrared LEDs because um, you really you don't want to drive them off a GPIO pin because the GPIO pin can only give you like four, ten, maybe you know at best 20 milliamps. You really want to like really drive a ton of current into these um, uh, into these LEDs like 100 milliamps or more. 100 milliamps is considered continuous current and then uh, you can actually Pipe them up to one amp. So this, um, I'm just uh, I just plugged in the uh, red and black wires into power and ground, and then when the white wire um, is the signal wire is to power, you can see a nice. Ooh, look at that! There's no no infrared filter on this camera. You can see the nice 
bright IR LEDs. Um, in person, you don't see this. The human eye can't uh, pick up the infrared, but this camera does a nice job. And so, uh, you know, you want to have a nice, powerful amplifier. This is a um, N-channel 3-amp FET, which is, you know, way more amperage than needed. But it's it just means, like, when you turn it on and then you have, like, I think I have a 10-ohm resistor here, uh, you get, like, 100 or 200 milliamp output, uh, depending on whether you're powering it from 3 or 5 volts, which is really good. You want to be able to, like, blast those IR LEDs across the room. Um, so this is just nice because you can... Uh, you know, this version of the board has the JST PH stemma connector. So, you know, you can alligator clip it onto your circuit playground or your micro bit. We also have a version with headers that you can just plug it in, but it just does all the like, the little like, ooh, like the fed and there's the pull down and then like you have the choke resistor. And then um, I have two LEDs here. You can see there is one LED that sticks up this one and then one LED that is right angle it sticks out uh to get you know so you get like full coverage because <laughs> the leds are not ex you know expensive but if you're going to blast you probably want to kind of get a good 180 degree um you know directional flow of uh infrared light so i thought uh, unless there's any questions we'll go into the great search and yeah. then we'll we'll source this part The great search brought to you by Adafruit to DigiKey. Lady Ada uses her powers of engineering every single week to show you, yes, you, how to find things on digikey.com. Lady Ada, what is the great search of the week this week? Okay, this week um, I was working on this little infrared emitter. And uh, infrared LEDs are really useful for controlling remote control stuff, which there's still a lot of. Like TVs still use IR remotes, um, stereos often use IR remotes, air conditioning units. In fact, I just saw a post on. Um, on Hacker News about somebody who uh, used an Arduino to turn on and off the air conditioning unit in their computer room uh, to keep the computers nice and cool. And they did an automatic way by just having the Arduino like every three hours or whatever, or when the temperature changed um, to emit the IR codes to turn the uh, air conditioner on and off. So let's go to the overhead real fast and I'll show the design. And I'll show how I spec the LED. Um, so for IR LEDs, so this is, you know, power ground and signal wires come out here. Uh, you want to have a power FET because IR LEDs are different than normal LEDs. Normal LEDs, you know, indicators, non-illuminating LEDs, you really want to drive them maybe 5, 10, or 20 milliamps. That's kind of what the LEDs are designed for. Infrared LEDs are different. Uh, the dyes are much bigger and they're often heat sunken, heat synced. And they're intended to uh, allow you to put continuously 100 milliamps through them, and they can peak at one amp. So, like, really, like, they're, they're meant to blast, not for a very long time. You want little spikes for the signal, the infrared signal, that is modulated at 38 kilohertz or so. But you do want to blast that very, very powerfully. So this breakout board just, uh, you know, you can see the signal comes in, there's this FET, there's two choke resistors, just 10 ohms, just, you know, you should have something there, even if you're drawing, you know, an amp through it, you want to have some resistance, uh, so you'll get thermal runaway. And then I have two IR LEDs. Maybe I'll wire this up again really fast so people can see the, the two directions. There's um, two SMT LEDs. So this is the LEDs off, and then I'll 
Hold on, I'll turn them on. Okay, so now the IR LEDs are on. So you see there's two IR LEDs. One is um, right angle and one is vertical. Uh, and then, you know, this way you get nice coverage. This is continuous, you know, obviously I'm powering it continuously. Um, and I've measured it's only 100 milliamps, so this is, this is totally safe to do. But in general, you wouldn't want to um, have the IR LED on all the time. You would, again, flash it. Still, um, to make this design inexpensive, I wanted to go with SMT LEDs. So there's no through-hole process, no hand soldering. Um, even if it means that the LEDs maybe are not quite as bright, we'll see, maybe we can get them as bright. Um, it just makes it a lot easier to manufacture. So let's go to the computer and, ooh, it's actually a little toasty, the, the circuit board. So these are the IR LED that I normally uh, use. We use this in the TV gone kit and a lot of projects. Um, this is the uh, IR3333. Uh, five millimeter infrared LED. Um, the wavelength is 940 nanometers. That's important to know. There's some infrared LEDs that want 800, but 940 is like 99% of remote controls. Um, they are, you know, usually made with this chip material. The forward voltage is quite low. It's usually like 1.3 volts, um, much lower than you'd think, or 1.7 volts. But again, the continuous forward current, 100 milliamps, continuous, and then peak for forward current is one amp. So the important thing um, that I want to note is the uh, flux output for the radiant intensity. So this is how much, you know, how much light is being emitted. Obviously the angle varies, you know, sometimes you get 15, sometimes you get 40 degrees, but basically 20 milliamps, you're going to get 20 milliwatt, um, hundred milliamps, you're going to get 85, um, milliwatt and then current four current one amp max 750. And that's, these LEDs are quite good. Uh, we have turned off many an LED with, uh, many a TV with these LEDs on the TV gone. Um, you know, with 100 to 1 amp current draw. So uh, I want to find an LED that's similar to this, but again, service mount. So where are you going to go? I'm going to go to DigiKey. Glad you asked. So let's look for infrared LED. And note that there is, um, you know, this, this section, UV, infrared, invisible, we'll go here. And if you feel like it, if you don't want to even have that, you know, sub-search, you can go uh, just to the cat category. So the first thing is that, you know, I only want active products and I want uh, only the infrared and, you know, infrared comma visible, not exactly sure what that means. So I'll just select it. Um, next up, the wavelength is important to me because I need, you know, it, it needs to be the 940-ish nanometer. I can't use any other color. So I'm going to scroll down and find 940. And I'm okay with like maybe 950. You know, that's not the end of the world. 935. And you know, it can be plus or minus a couple nanometers. Okay, and then let's look. Okay, we're starting to get some good LEDs. Some of these are surface mount. Some of these do look like the right angle. Quite nice. But let's, um, let's make sure that I'm looking only at surface mount. I'm going to do surface mount, surface mount, right angle, and, and dash, just in case, you know, something filters through. 
And then, so now I'm looking, okay, these are looking really good. And there's actually quite a few options. And another nice thing is they're all in stock, which is pretty sweet. Uh, so next up, let's filter, because a lot of these have, um, the radiant intensity is, is kind of low. You know, some of these are as little as 0.5 milliwatts. I want something pretty powerful. I want something that I can drive at uh, high current. Like, and also some of these don't have high forward current. I want to do at least 100 milliamps. So, um, although I don't completely trust this number, to be honest, this DC forward max, because that, again, might be continuous, whereas um, if I'm going to um, be sending a spiky 38 kilohertz signal, maybe it's okay. Uh, that said, I do want to get a slightly better um, radiant intensity out of here. So, uh, remember the previous one was 80 milliwatts or so at 100 milliamps um you know let's do maybe 60 and up of course some of these are at higher currents but i feel like if i get this uh you know i definitely don't want anything less than 60 milliwatts at 100 milliamps okay apply and then finally i think i'm only going to look at stuff that's normally stocking and let's see what we've got here so a lot of options. Uh, some of these are definitely not right angle, like this is definitely not uh, right angle style. Still, it's kind of good to, to see what's available. <coughs> Let's change this to um, right angle only. And we'll see what uh, what comes up. So this is not a lot of options here, which is really, which is actually kind of good. So some of these are interesting. So this is like, you know, it's a through hole LED with like little bent legs. Um, Kind of cool, but not super excited to pick and place this. It's a little bit of a weird package. Uh, some of these look really good. You know, you can see they're thicker, so that they'll sit flat on the PCB. Um, now this one is a kind of, kind of cute. It's got actually got the black little emitter look to it. Let's um, let's look at what's up with the radiant intensity. Some of these don't have the radiant intensity indicated, so we'd have to look it through the data sheet. That's how it is. Um, but let's look at, uh, let's just sort by price and see what, what comes up here. So this one looks really good. Uh, these are good, but they're not available. So that's kind of a bummer. Oh, let's look at um, pricing with uh, 1,000 pieces. So I can actually get like a good sense of it. So these are out of stock. So that's, that's, not, that's not great. Um, let's see. This is, oh, orientation. Oh, I can check the orientation as well. Let's do side view. So that gets rid of some that slipped through. Okay, ooh, these are good. So this is side view, side view. Note that even though this image is showing it pointing up, it's actually, you can see it's thick. It's meant to be side mounted, um, not, uh, not front mounted, it looks like. And it looks like there's a couple good options. So I like, I like these, but let's look at, um, this top one, because this says 100 milliamps forward current and 92 uh, milliwatts. So that's kind of good looking at the data sheet. Okay, so good news is this is really side view. There's a little uh, mechanical pad in the center, so that's good. Let's look at this. Okay, infrared. Looks like you can do a peak of 1,000 milliamps, which is nice. Uh, forward current at 100 milliamps, 940, 92, which is good. That's a good amount of 
brightness. They don't have the radiant intensity at one amp, but it does say you can um, emit at one amp. So, you know, I think they're like, well, you don't, it doesn't look like you get, oh no, you do. No, oh, it looks like you can get, it shows you that it's almost linear. So at 200 milliamps, you'll get 200 almost uh, percent of the radio intensity of 100 milliamps. So I guess that's better than nothing. Again, most of these don't get actually driven at one amp. They get usually driven at about 100 milliamps. But it looks like you can you can max it out as long as you have a duty cycle of under one percent, which you know you would be for infrared. So this is a, this is what I'm going to go with. This is a nice uh, LED. I like the nice uh, thick pads, mechanical uh, brightness is equivalent to the five millimeter LED, and um, the price is really good too. The price is you know twenty cents or less in quantity, and it's in stock. And Congratulations, in a lot. Okay, so okay. Uh, next up, um, there was a question back before. Uh, can it take five volt power? I think that was referring to the cowbell or something. Um, the cowbell is three volt power. I mean, there's nothing activated. The IR emitter can do um, three or five volts. Okay. And then a suggestion was maybe ask Digikey to list the radiated whatever, so you don't have to dig through the data sheets yourself. You know, it's it's really hard because not every data sheet indicates the data in the same way. I think they do a really good job of getting you started, so you can like filter out the basics. But um, it's it's not it's not going to be possible for every search system to have all elements. Like some LEDs might be like, well, we don't let you drive it at one amp. It's like it's, it gets very complicated. I think. What's important is that when you're when you're specking apart is narrow it down to like half a dozen options and then you can look at the data sheets because it's it's there's always stuff that you're you gotta look it up to really know the details that you're not gonna get in a search box. And then uh any chance you felt more time to work on the A B L A C S thirty five seven ten breakout. Nope. Okay. All right. That's the uh Descalated this week, we'll have a bunch of cool shows and more, and we're playing out with some cowbells. Ding, See ding. everybody next week. Bye.